Be Short Now presents. Um, thanks to Kutsum Tagewinterthur for the invite. Um, yeah, my name is uh, Daniel Ebner. I'm one of the directors of um, Vienna Shorts. I have to say it's a bit of a weird situation in, um, in Vienna right now after the attacks on Monday. Um, at the same time, we have the US elections uh, going on, which is still quite of a nail biter. Um, and to top things off uh, in a way, we're also uh, in a lockdown due to a worldwide pandemic. So what, um, what can be so important? And I think it is actually um, that, we're still, that we still need to talk about it. And I think um, the climate is and our planet is. So the, the topic does not get smaller. It does, um, uh, even though maybe the things and the, the ideas that we are doing, um, that we're sharing now, um, might be on a smaller scale um, in a uh, in a worldwide um, uh, yeah context, but still. Um, nevertheless, um, today's presentation I will um, share my screen with you um, and go through um, the path of uh, the path to a greener festival. Um, and I'm very happy that uh, Emilia, as a representative of Talking Shorts and Be Short Now, uh, will uh, have the chance to talk later. So um, I already said uh, the things we're talking about, uh, I think it's the, uh, today's presentation is mainly evolving around three uh, or four topics or four um, fields. Why make festivals greener? I think it's a very general topic. Um, uh, if we... Uh, uh, want to make festivals greener how to do this um, starting from concept um, planning um, to finally realization um, then about labels and certificates which are um, mainly happening in austria but then again also um, some of them have a direct link to um, uh, at least european standards and then um, finally difficulties and potential solutions um, um, how we how we reach this goal to make our festivals greener. So um, you see already some of those um, terms that we are uh, very much aware of these uh, these days. Uh, we hear them a lot, we see them a lot, green and eco-friendly and sustainable and resource saving. Um, of course, this is very hip right now. We will talk about this a bit later also, um, this kind of, um, the, the question of why, um, basically also because of course, um, nowadays you almost cannot um, miss anything uh, or you cannot miss this topic 
Um, so why make festivals greener uh, to start with this? I think it's actually the wrong question to start with because the question would actually be why now and why not earlier? Um, we started with it in a, on a very low scale, I have to say, in a, um, a few years ago, um, just with, um, uh, yeah, when we, when we uh, tried to make our office a bit greener and, and uh, start with a few smaller um, ideas that we wanted to, to do. But then um, last year, what we, what we started is that we wrote um, basically compliance guidelines for an international film festival. Um, with the goal of um, becoming um, or acting as a as a fair festival, you can download those guidelines. But one of the of the main thing, um, um, and the, I mean the guidelines are about the conduct regarding filmmakers, uh, festival guests, industry, and partners. But um, also as a main thing uh, regarding our environment and how um, how to be fair in in this context also. The second thing, um, which is mainly why not earlier, is uh, because there's plenty of requirements um, and a big lack of knowledge also. Um, what you can do, what you need to do, um, how you can do it. Um, in the end, what, what we found out or what was very strong um, within our team, I think this was also the why now, because there was this strong demand and also willingness within the team and within the organization. Um, this kind of feeling of urgency that we need to do something. Um, um, so why now? I think for us, it, it depended, it's very much dependent now on, on the question, if we want to do it, then we want to do it properly. So we want to take it seriously and we want to do it properly. And if you want to, want to do it properly, I think um, as a festival, it includes not only like one or two departments, but in the end it, um, it completely includes um, the whole festival and the, and the whole team. So coming to uh, the second part, which is um, obviously the how, which is a bit of a more tricky one. Um, um, as I said, just making a festival green affects basically every department. So what we, um, what we started with, and I think this is, um, on this, uh, at this time, I really want to give a big shout out to uh, Laura uh, Walde, um, Laura Walde, sorry, Laura Herzlberger, Laura Walde is of course from Winterthur, Laura Herzlberger, our festival coordinator, um, who uh, is, um, yeah, who was very much behind it, who started, um, who did a course um, um, at the Institute for Cultural Concepts uh, in Vienna, who developed steps, um, how we can uh, get to the point of a, of a, um, greener festival. Um, so I think it was very much her initiative um, also. And what she also developed is basically this three-step concept um, that I'm now going to introduce. Um, the first step, of course, is um, the concept. Um, I think one of the, of the main uh, things, as I said, it, it includes a lot of um, departments. The concept, maybe not so much. Um, it's mainly a thing for the festival management, festival coordination, and then of course, uh, marketing, uh, sponsoring, corporations. So the first thing, festival management, what, what uh, does it need? Of course, it needs a clear information policy um, within the team and also towards the outside, developing general guidelines um, that the whole team and, and everyone in the team can stick to. Um, you need to check the festival venues. It's, this is one very, very important part. Um, it's it, uh, it's about, it, are, are those venues um, following a green policy already? 
Are these venues reachable by public transport, which is very important? Are these venues barrier-free um, um, so that everyone has a chance also to visit the festival? Um, a big part is revising the print and communication strategy. Um, this is mainly uh, um, one thing that where there's a lot of costs also involved if you, um, if you want to change this. Um, we will get to that um, a bit later, but of course it's, um, um, I, I wrote it already here, uh, calculate additional costs and we had it uh, yesterday also a bit with, with Sven. Um, better paper quality, fair trade goods, green energy and stuff like this. Um, of course, it adds um, to the budget um, and it's it's a decision, it's an active decision that you need to take. Okay, we want to be able to afford this. Um, the festival coordination for us, um, as I said, was Laura. She developed a, um, a waste management basically for the office, but also for the venues then uh, during the festival. Um, and she was the one uh, instructing the team and the volunteers um, on a very early, at a very early stage, like what are the things that we need to um, uh, be careful with, what are the things that everyone should keep in mind um, when we're at the festival, um, and so on and so on. Um, for the concept also, uh, and this is, um, I think, uh, Felix, our, our marketing and uh, sponsoring corporations guy, he had a lot to do, um, especially a lot of extensive research um, when it was about um, uh, which printing company uh, we would work with regarding paper quality, um, because there's tons of certificates out there. There's tons of, um, of information um, and to kind of find out and filter what is the um, what what are the the certificates and the labels that in the end uh, really work and are are kind of valid also um, in in a um, in an official context that um, took a lot of time for him but of course also then uh, it's a lot about the active communication uh, with festival partners adapt collaboration agreements um, according to the new guidelines um, so for some partners it was definitely difficult to say okay we will not have print commercials, we will not ha hand out anything that, um, that you have printed. Um, so we will, we will have to find new ways, new ideas, if you want to, um, uh, to promote your company, your um, institution, then we need to find different ways um, um, how to do that. Of course, he was also in a close exchange with the restaurants and bars at the venues. Um, there's one example um, that will come up later as well. Um, because of course, uh, restaurants do have um, contracts uh, with with companies, um, so it's often not so easy for them to kind of leave those um, contracts uh, behind or, or um, kind of ignore those contracts. Um, best example is the Red Bull cans, um, which are uh, like in Aust it's an Austrian company, Red Bull. So most of the uh, <laughs> restaurants and bars, of course, have contracts with them. And they need to present um, the cans uh, in a in a good lighting and everything um, at their bars. But if you have um, if you want to have a label or certificate for your green festival for your um, ecological event, um, then it is uh, just not allowed to have cans um, at the festival. So these are kind of smaller things that you need to uh, balance out then with the restaurants, with the bars, and so on. 
This also includes, of course, new deals then with catering partners. Um, this is especially when it's about reusable packaging. Um, as I said, no cans, no plastic, um, uh, fair trade. Uh, it should be regional um, food and products, um, no coffee or tea caps and stuff like this. Um, so even though we had um, sometimes quite um, nice offers from sponsors, um, when they in especially like uh, coffee um, coffee companies, um, but when they um, were just including uh, coffee or coffee taps that we should would need to use them, then we, we still would have said no. Um, uh, unfortunately, we cannot do that. Um, yeah, and this is of course then also you need to start and look out for new um, partners uh, for the festival. How could the, you, you start to very carefully select those partners also? Because ideally, they already act in accordance <clears throat> with the guidelines that you, um, that you follow with the festival. So from, from this on, uh, from the concept, we come to the planning, uh, which uh, includes then a few, um, a few more uh, festival departments. Um, mainly, it's um, the production and the venue uh, design. Um, very much it's very much about reusable materials um this is for a setup for the infrastructure at the festival but then also in a, on a small scale for cups and drinking devices um and and so on and so on um the production needs to organize bicycle parking um make sure that uh, that people can um uh come to the to the venue without any barriers um ideally uh, use um like we have to use the energy from the venue. This is the ideal version that we don't um, bring generators um, uh, for energy uh, to the venues. But then also ideally those, um, um, those venues uh, already have a, a green energy contract, um, which sometimes is not so easy to uh, convince them um, that they should definitely change uh, their energy provider. Um, yeah, and then of course it's also about measures to reduce energy consumption. This is very much about the uh, energy efficient appliances, the devices, uh, the lighting, and so on. Um, it's very much about the avoidance of um, disposal goods um, for for um, disposable goods uh, for uh, the venue design, um, and. Um, as I already mentioned, the uh, waste management, this is actually one of the biggest uh, parts of the um, of all the concepts and um, uh, labels and certificates that, that you need to follow um, is that you need, need to have a proper waste management because um, if you uh, take a proper look also at how much waste is produced during uh, one festival week, like an ordinary festival week, not an online festival week normally, but maybe also an online festival week, um, um, then it's, it's just uh, incredible. And uh, of course you need to have a proper separation. It must be possible to separate the, the waste properly, to have containers ready um, to transport the waste um, um, to the, where it in the end gets disposed and so on and so on. So the production for the production was um, um, in, in the whole planning phase, it was a, a very, very big deal. Um, for marketing, sponsoring, cooperation, we already had that before. Um, not only the concept, um, or Felix was not only very much involved with the concept, but also with the planning then, of course, especially when it was about avoiding print materials um, and no active distribution of, of 
commercial print products um, than very much when it was um, convincing partners to uh, use reusable packaging for sponsored goods. Um, also not so easy because normally you get everything in a, a singular plastic uh, thingy and um, uh, and a, a lot of partners also don't really accept it when you uh, go to them and say like we don't want to hand out uh, your uh, your nice giveaways uh, because they're absolutely not sustainable it's plastic crap and we don't want them um, so uh, there you you need to find a balance there which is sometimes not uh, completely easy um, yeah, then of course it's uh, for the PR and communications It's very much about an active information also about green policy. This is towards the press, but also towards the audience. And of course also in, um, towards the industry, although towards the industry, then it's more uh, with the guest management. Um, we all know probably from usual festival weeks that um, every filmmaker and every um, industry guest normally brings um, postcards or flyers or stuff like this um, from their own festival. This is just something that would not uh, be possible anymore, um, or at least on a way, way, way smaller scale than, um, than it has been done in, in, in uh, the past years. For the guest management, um, and this is of course one of the, of the biggest topics um, when we speak about green festivals, is uh, the whole uh, travel situation. Like how can an international film festival um, be green if you fly in people uh, for, I don't know, one Q&A or something? That's actually a big question that is very hard to solve, um, but normally most of the, um, um, of the organizer or institutions um, are, that are behind the labels and certificates, they also are quite understanding uh, when it is about that. But also from our own perspective, what we said is, of course, we would like to try to offer um, um, like travels by train or bus um, as, as long as it is kind of reasonable. And um, flights, of course, only if distances are unreasonable. Um, but then again, also, I think it's very much about thinking or rethinking the necessity of transatlantic flights um, for one Q&A or um, uh, one panel or something. I think this is something that we would not do anymore. Um, I have to say this year, uh, we, didn't, we didn't really in the end have to take the decision um, properly because of course the festival was taking place online um, only, but um, we already said and we already agreed um, internally that this is something like if it's not um, really necessary for someone to be here, um, we will definitely have to um, rethink um, if transatlantic flights are, are reasonable in, in any way. Um, what we definitely will do also and what we have already calculated in our budget is the um, is, uh, CO2 compensation payments um, for every flight that is taken by uh, a guest and that we are paying for. Um, um, yeah, and then of course, as I said before, communi communicating, uh, this is also for the guest management, a necessary thing. Is the, the travel uh, eco-friendly, um, use local transport possibilities that are um, uh, eco-friendly, there's bicycles, there's public transport and so on. Um, and um, as I said before, the the all the things that that guests would bring along maybe as an information tool uh, must have must be in a reasonable amount as well um, 
And then um, from the planning, we come to the realization um, um, like of how to make a festival greener. Um, this is very much, again, the on the production side, we try to avoid waste and reuse materials. We already have that separate the waste um, and prepare appropriate containers. Um, we try to dispose the waste before, during, and after the event in a due time. Use daylight um, if possible, only switch devices on when they're in use, um, and so on. Like we already have that. So I go through this very quickly now. Um, on a catering side, of course, the re reusable containers and cups and so on. Um, avoid products with portion packaging, uh, which what I mentioned before, like not every spoon has to be in a um, singular plastic thingy. Um, offer free water to everyone at the festival. This is also like there's sometimes. Um, um, which I also kind of enjoy uh, within these green festival uh, strategies or green event uh, strategies um, or strategy papers that you sometimes, of course, have also um, a bit of ideological um, ideas in there, not only um, um, like proper handling, but also, of course, um, that you that you should try to, um, to do good in a way also um, um, as an event. Um, Yes, marketing sponsoring. We have that um, had that already. Um, the uh, promote the eco-friendly event on site. This is something that, of course, um, is is an um, important thing to do. Then together with the um, uh, with the partners, um, that's the same basically with the PR and communications uh, department will do. Um, document all the sustainable actions and activities at the festival. Report on the effects um, of the taken measures. And then in the end, I think this is where the circle closes again, of course, the festival management and the coordination. Um, they're communicating the measures uh, during uh, the festival um, as much as pass possible um, and wherever it's possible. And then also evaluate uh, them um, after the festival, uh, how it has been going. You need to also hand in a report normally if you have, um, if, if you have the batch of green event or um, ecological event. So this was, um, um the how so let's get to the uh, labels and certificates so the, the third um the third part um I, we can do this very quickly i think it's uh, basically i was going uh, to ask yes yes we can do this very quickly um in austria there's basically two official seals of approval for environment and quality um one is the eco event which is a label by the city of vienna um uh, as you can see, um, there's an application necessary, consultation meeting, um, but basically everything that I mentioned now in the um, concept planning and um, uh, and uh, realization phase is basically um, part of this criteria um, of, of the um, ecological event. The green event, on the other hand, is the federal certificate, which is uh, part of the Austrian eco-label, um, Umweltzeichen. Um, it's, there's an application necessary, which is uh, quite difficult. It's a very long licensing process, um, but um, it's officially recognized um, according to European standards. Um, so um, in the end, uh, if you get the green event label, it also will help you to, um, um, to, to be present as an ecological event um, on a on European level. I just mentioned the criteria for eco event briefly. Um, it's five pages uh, with mandatory and optional criteria. Um, it's mainly about catering waste, resources, uh, mobility, um, energy and water and communication. There's some mandatory and some optional. I already mentioned those because this is um, for the first uh, 
year this this year we would have had um, uh, the chance to be an eco event um, based on our concept that we handed in um, but of course then the festival didn't take place so we are still an eco event but um, without any proof of concept if you want um, for the green event um, it's way more complicated it's a 19 page instruction guide um, you need to become a licensee or um, a licensor um, um, you need to have a consultant uh, need to have a successful test event and so on you see there's a, a it's a standardized certificate on the, which also is valid on the European level, which is a pro um, and it's very strict requirements. But on the other hand, it's also quite costly. Um, and it's a very difficult process, which already leads me to the, to the end, um, the difficulties and potential solutions. Um, I mentioned in the beginning that we are kind of this, in this neo-ecological age, it's hip to be green, um, but um, often only for the uh, the image transfer um so there's this um, pretext of greenwashing um maybe that uh, could be um could be used but i think at the same time um if for for festivals um it it shouldn't be an argument um to to say okay we we skipped the um um all our ecological and environment environmental actions just for um uh, maybe uh, getting getting called um uh, greenwashers. Um, a bit of a difficulty is, of course, the bureaucracy. Um, if you want to encourage green events, uh, why make it so difficult? Um, it's um, I, I mentioned the green event um, application process. It's extremely, extremely difficult. Um, they call there's this 19-page guide which is called Instructions to the Application for the Directive um, for the Implementation of the Directive of the Austrian Eco Label. Blah blah blah. So it's extremely bureaucratic. Um, um, it's extremely difficult. Why do it if you want to have um, uh, an incentive, um, and if you um, uh, if you want festivals to follow these guidelines, then of course they should be done um, easier, and it should be um, a bit more reasonable. Um, which is also uh, the last thing outdated concept um, of events, um, like most of these uh, labels and certificates, and I'm sure this is not only in Austria but also in many other countries. Um, they use um, like a festival is there not an event but basically like every small um, event that you have during a festival would be a singular event so normally you would have as a festival you would have dozens of events and you would need to apply for every single event every screening every panel and so on to get to become a green event which is of course um, completely crazy um, potential solutions though I think there's um, this is also the, the end already. Um, there is new initiatives um, out there. Um, maybe something where we can also, as a short-term community, uh, think that uh, we, we could uh, take this as an example. Museums for Future, for example, um, is they, are called, they are basically a sub-label in Austria of the, um, of the Green Event label. Um, it's an international union of museums being very active around the world um, um, in terms of, of uh, climate change. Um, in Austria, we have the Austrian film festivals uh, or some Austrian film festivals going green, uh, especially the Diagonale, who, which, is, which is a big role model, the festival for Austrian film, um, and Crossing Europe, uh, which is also a very strong partner. Um, and together, the, the three of us, we are also trying now on an Austrian, Austrian level to implement um, a bit of a different concept of the term event um, and to to make it easier also for other festivals to, um, uh, to follow these guidelines. 
And um, then, of course, why not thinking about short film festivals for future? I think it would be exactly the right time to get active and maybe together, because I'm always convinced that uh, together we are definitely stronger. So this is, uh, you see, I'm, I didn't have much time to um, <laughs> to uh, prepare this properly. Short film festivals for future. Um, this was actually a museums for future thing. But anyways, short film festivals for future maybe could be something for for our future um, together if we uh, if we try to make uh, festivals greener. Uh, yeah, thank you a lot for your attention. And I think it was a bit too long, but uh, I hope still it was interesting. I just I just negotiated with our head of production. Uh, we get five more minutes for questions before we have to close this event. Uh, I didn't know where to stop you, Daniel, because all of this was really interesting. But I still want to give short now the chance to ask the questions they have prepared also to the audience. Thank you, Daniel. Mm, okay, uh, hello everyone, um, and thank you, Daniel, for your very interesting presentation. I think that thanks to it we can uh, avoid <laughs> many questions because you already um, answered many. Uh, just a quick information: Be short now is a series of industry events, meeting panels, talks and masterclasses focusing on short films and their festival ecosystem. It's a part of Talking Shorts uh, initiative, an online film magazine dedicated to short films. And uh, our goal is to make shorts more visible and to create wider discourse about the art, this art form. For more information, please visit talkingshorts.com or contact us at info@talkingshorts.com. Sorry, I really had to <laughs> address this. Um, I have a maybe quite a general question to you, Daniel, but I think, uh, Mm, it's quite uh, impressive how you shape um, Vienna Shorts, firstly with your festival, fair festival uh, guideline, and now with this ECHO strategy. Um, so please uh, tell us very briefly, uh, what's next? If you have already in mind uh, any other political uh, <laughs> strategy in mind or accessibility or any other uh, project of this sort? Um, as I said, I mean, all of these projects that I mentioned, um, if you take them seriously, they all take a lot of time. And we're um, actually, we've been really busy the past year with um, trying to implement the, the, um, all these guidelines now for this for the ECO event. Um, uh, it will be even more difficult now for becoming a licensor for the green event. Um, it will take a lot of time. Um, also then at the same time developing um, online platforms that we had to uh, do, unfortunately, due to the pandemic. So I think, um, I think it's actually, uh, for me, it already feels a bit like, okay, let's, let's try to focus on these things that we started now. I think the Fair Festival Initiative um, and the guidelines um, for us was very important. It's mainly about, um, yeah, fair payments and so on. But then, of course, also very much about environment. And we try to go through the uh, guidelines now and just um, try to make sure that everything that we mentioned in there, which is sometimes also rather ideal idealistic, of course, um, gets um, on the path to realization. And um, I th as I said in the end, I think we are always going to be more successful if we try to do this in a, in a combined way with uh, together with other festivals, um, because alone we will... Uh, never be sure. successful, I think. Yes, uh, thank you. Uh, and we have uh, two questions for the audience. So let's uh, quickly go through them. 
uh, back to Earth, uh, so financial uh, question. How did all these changes uh, affect uh, the budget of your festival? Because actually you never mentioned, maybe you can just give us an approximate percentage or, or something like this. Um, I mean, I, I think there's, there's some parts that are definitely um, affect the budget the most, which is um, uh, printing a catalog, for example, on eco-friendly paper, stuff like this. Um, this is uh, something that is, um, yeah, uh, definitely one of the biggest parts. But I think in the end, um, it was not as bad as we had uh, originally imagined, um, because, of course, you also leave a lot um, on the side that you would have done normally. Um, so I think in the end, I could only do a very rough um, thing, but like I think if first it would have been fifteen to twenty thousand euro more in total. Um, um, just yeah, but as as I said, also because we left um, a lot of things um, um, away. So yes, uh, and I also believe that as Sven um, mentioned yesterday, it's also possible to save some money when you reduce your uh, prints or single packaging. Um, another question. Um, maybe quite obvious one, uh, but uh, you didn't uh, address this issue as well. Um, what about serving only vegetarian or vegan food uh, at the festival? Do you consider this uh, or? Yeah, I, I, uh, we had to go over this very quickly because I was, um, yeah, it went on longer than I thought. Um, but it's actually one of the parts um, of the guidelines um, of the eco event that are not mandatory yet, but um, um, optional. But actually, you do have to um, to offer if you uh, offer regional food. You should also offer normally um, vegan and vegetarian um, um, okay. menus, or at least um, yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, and very last question because we're really running running out of time. Um, please uh, tell me how how do you think that this is actually applicable for other festivals? Because, uh, in fact, you mentioned that you had to have a separate coordinator. It probably also took a lot of time. So do you think that this is doable for different festivals of different uh, size and contexts? I, I do think it's doable. I mean, as I said, we started also on a very small uh, scale. And then uh, we had it was a personal initiative of one person who kind of pushed us um, forward to take it and also more serious um, in the end. But I think it is doable, maybe not everything, um, but I, I think definitely a few things um, that have been mentioned are definitely doable. Um, and I mean, as, as I said, I, in the beginning, it's always the active decision for yourself if you want to do it um, or not. And if you decide on this, you will find out very quickly um, where you have to take steps and where you have to be careful and where not. Um, um, and I mean, for us, it was very helpful to just have these guidelines and criteria from the, these official um, positions, which is then also uh, talking of, about money, which then sometimes also helps because you can get funding if you do um, sustainable actions um, in the in cultural uh, context and so on. So that it might then also be helpful that this kind of uh, balances the budget out again. Okay. Um... We are really running out of time, but I will try really quickly squeeze very, very quick question. Uh, if if non-festivals or filmmakers uh, or partners can bring their commercial print products anymore, do you offer uh, an, any alternative to them or not at all? Yes, no, we will, we will offer alternatives, um, which is um, mainly, I think it will be um, online alternatives, um, but then also um, I think 
I mean, this goes too much into detail, but um, we definitely want to have like a wall where you can have um, um, a certain exchange guarantee. But I think it's actually way more, uh, it makes much more sense to do this online in, in, in the future. Okay, uh, thank you, Daniel. Um, also, the recording of this panel will be available at our Be Short uh, Now um, section at talkingshorts.com, so we can always uh, go back to this later. Also, quick uh, information and that next panel of the Be Short Now series will happen at Torino Short Film Market on the 19th of November. Uh, thank you very much, Daniel. Uh, thank you very much, audience, for all your questions. And now let's uh, give the floor back to Lotte.